everyone. Welcome back to Two Girls in a Podcast. I'm your co-host, Katie. And I'm Jen. And today is our 42nd episode. And kind of moving on from the ghost stories we told last week, we are now talking about um, true crime, which yes. is one of Jen's favorite things. Um, yes. I've listened to true crime before, but I haven't completely gotten into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love true crime. It's like my favorite thing. I'm a huge up and vanish crime junkie. True Crime Garage fan. Listen to it all the time. Um, Sword and Scale just recently finished up with that one. But um, I'm like, I love listening to cases, and there's certain cases that stick with me. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Katie, this one I'm about to talk about today is something that really it moved me when I heard about the story. And there's not much information out there about this about this kid. And um, it's sad because, you know, there's certain cases that everyone knows. John yeah. Benet Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, what's that girl? I can't remember her name now. The Haley something, the girl that got um, Aruba. She was on the oh, class yeah. trip or mm-hmm. whatever. I know who you're talking you about, know, but I can't remember her yeah. name. Either. And then the little girl, um, McCain, Madeline McCain, yeah. or whatever yeah. that was kidnapped. Like, there's certain stories like that that are obviously very big. But this one wasn't that prominent out there or whatever. And um, it's has to deal with a 14-year-old kid that lived in London. so um, Or outside of London, actually, technically. So, being a kid really hits home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, you know... I mean, obviously, anybody who is missing or is murdered or anything like that is very sad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But particularly when it's children. Yes. You know? Because it always seems to be, like, unfortunately... Not a the, bad situation. Exactly. Yeah. And it not, doesn't end up good. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not something they just decided they were going to, you know, step away from their lives and mm-hmm. kind of start new or something like that. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, it's not going to be like that. So we're going to start with this. Um, this case deals with the, the kid's name is Andrew Gosden. So some people might have heard this before, but um, he was a 14-year-old kid that lived in um, Doncaster, South Yorkshire. So it was a couple hours outside of London. Mm-hmm. And... Um, from what I read, he's a very it was a very shy, quiet kid. Mm-hmm. Um, really into his studies, had perfect attendance at school, you know. But he was kind of a loner; didn't really have too many friends and everything. But he was really close to his family, he, mom and dad, and he had an older sister. Okay. He was also a kid that was really into heavy heavy metal bands okay. like Slipknot, which I can understand. I loved Slipknot when I was younger, um, around his age too, a little bit older, whatever. Um, loved those heavy metal bands like uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars, things like that. He had apparently started having a little bit of mood swings um, before this particular day happened. Um, He was kind of taking his time getting up to go to school, you know, even though he did go to school and everything, like I said, had perfect attendance. But his mom was having to wake him up when before he would get up and be ready and be ready Mm -hmm. to go kind of thing. So um, he was 14. I mean, yeah, maybe hitting, those, hitting that pe- that peak of exactly you know, possibly the, hormonal changes. Exactly, which yeah. is probably a big thing. Um, and it was just kind of hitting him. And he had just started back school. I think they said he was like they were like ten weeks into the new semester or something like that. Okay. And he had done um, over the summer. He had gone to some camp that was like for um, you know smart kids or whatever. I think it's like an engineering or robotics camp, something to do with that. And um, apparently he had a really good time. Like, he he said they loved it, but he... And it was, like, he uncharacteristically loved it. Which okay. was, like, usually he, like, liked things, but he wasn't, like, overly into them. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, he just couldn't stop talking about this camp. Um, the day of... It was September 14th, 2007. So it was quite a while ago. And um, he was... That's when he went missing? Yes. Okay. 
So um, he woke up, or his mom had to wake him up again, like I was telling you. And he left to go to school at 8.05 a.m., and um, but he did not go to school. He went to a park and sat in a park and waited until everybody was out of his house. And they know this because somebody saw him, that like a reverend of his church saw him in the park, and um, his neighbors like has a CCTV, mm-hmm. and it saw him when he came back home. Okay. And he came back home at like 8.30 in the morning. Okay. After everybody had left, and he take took off his like uniform from school and put it in the washing machine, changed into regular clothes. He <clears throat> took his wallet, his keys, and his um, PSP. That's that's all he took. What is a PSP? So like a PlayStation. It's a portable PlayStation. So it's oh, like that little gaming gotcha. console. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, I have not thought about a PSP, <laughs> nor knew remembered what it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they're made anymore. But yeah, I so, know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yep. Okay. He, so he took that, and he apparently left behind. Um, this was important because of um, what happened. But he didn't take like the charger for it or anything. He didn't take a jacket, and it was supposed to be kind of getting colder. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take. He had like a. A hundred pounds, which in American is like $122, okay. roughly, that he left behind in his room. So he left his house, um, and he walked to the ATM, and he withdrew 200 pounds. So that's like $245. And he went to the train station, and he bought a one-way ticket to London. So it boarded at 9.35 a.m. to the King's Cross station in London. And... <clears throat> It says CCTV shows him leaving at 11.25 a.m. is when he was, like, walking out of the thing, and no one ever saw him again. And so what happened was, like, when he didn't go to school, the school called his parents. You know, like, they'd do a call, like, oh, so-and-so had shown up into school or whatever. Well, they had the wrong number. So they left the voicemail on a different phone number or a different answer machine. So the parents had no idea that that he he didn't make it to school. And so it wasn't until that night when they were eating dinner and they were like, you know, where's Andrew at? It's been a while. And it was like 7 o'clock they decided to call the police because they didn't know where he was. They had called all his friends and the little friends he had and different people. Like, nobody had seen him and they found out he didn't even go to school that day. So then that's the panic mode stuff. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? And so from that point, the police tried to get all the CCTV footage to go through to see if they could find him and they had no idea that he had bought a ticket to london because he paid with cash you know it's not something like people are going to really remember there's no way to track him Mm -hmm. he didn't have a cell phone and or anything like that and so they had no idea where to look and eventually they had gotten footage or something that showed him going to the train station Mm -hmm. and they talked to the um, cashier there and she said she remembered him perfectly because she asked him if he wanted a return ticket you know, like, because he said it wasn't much more or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. he was going to London and coming back, and he refused it. He wanted just a one-way ticket to London. And um, and so they looked at the, you know, footage or whatever, and this, unfortunately, had been a couple weeks when they finally found out that he had got a ticket to London. Okay. So when they found the CCTV for King's Cross, they, there's a footage of him walking out. And that's it. And they didn't have any other footage from other areas because it had already been taped over. Yeah. So, unfortunately, because it, it took so long. And, and a lot of people, like, online are, like, you know, say that it was, like, the investigation, the police, and all that stuff, you know. Which I, I understand. Like, yeah, it's very frustrating. But it's also frustrating because they didn't know where to look. Mm-hmm. 
and how are you going to know, you know, yeah. like where to, you know, find stuff. And I understand like, Oh, it's a train station. Why didn't they look there first and everything like that. But he's a 14 year old kid mm-hmm. who never missed school, who never did anything. If you're going to think it's going to be in the area. Yeah. Yeah. And something happened while he was walking to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was another thing too. Apparently he had decided that he wanted to start walking home from school, like to and from school. He didn't want to take the bus anymore. And apparently it was like, it was like an hour and a half walk. Like, to to and from school. Wow, that's long. It's a long walk. Okay. And he decided he didn't want to take the bus anymore. So, like, that was also a little unusual for him. Um, His parents said that he didn't have any internet access, or Mm -hmm. he didn't really care to have internet access. They said he didn't have, like, a... He did have a PlayStation, but he didn't have, like, an online plus account Mm -hmm. or anything. He didn't have his own computer. He didn't carry a cell phone. So he kind of seems, you know, very much a loner, very much like he wasn't in communication with anyone. And, um, but they've never found, like, to this day, nothing. Like, there's been no other information on this kid since. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's just like, and it's really sad because it's like, what, you know, what happened or whatever. So, but I want to know what's your theory? What do you think, what do you think he was going to London for? What do you think happened? I don't really know what he'd be going for, mm-hmm. but I think he died. Yeah. Definitely, I think he's not alive. Or there is a possibility that something happened. Because, you know, there is triggers in the mind sometimes when you get to a certain age in puberty, specifically in boys. Some boys have a little trigger where they suddenly don't want to be living the life that they live anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll go and they will start a new life. And you'll never find him again. Yeah. Sort of thing. So it's kind of like, I really don't think that's the case from what I gathered from this. Yeah. I think something happened to him. Yeah. Um, whether he did it to himself or somebody else did it to him because it could be easily as somebody walking up to him and wanting his PSP and killing him for it mm-hmm. and getting rid of it. And you, they just haven't found him yet. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to comb all the, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I don't think he's alive. Yeah. That's kind of my guess, but I could be wrong. No, I mean, it's lots of theories. I mean, I know I've, you know, very interested in this case. I've read a lot of different stuff. Now, I just really gave you, like, the summary of Mm -hmm. everything. There's a lot more detailed and a lot more of the police investigation and everything like that. But um, from everything I've read, my theory is that he went to London to meet someone. Mm -hmm. And my theory is that... This was someone that he had met either while walking to and from school or he met them at this camp. And it could have been like an older guy because I was reading about the camp. They did have like 18, 19 year old people that were like yeah. teachers or yeah. counselors and stuff like that. And for him to have such an amazing time and not like saying that, I mean, the camp could be perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe he met someone he thought was like, you know, took kind of took him under his wing. Yeah. But not for good purposes Mm -hmm. to like kind of groom him. Yeah. And while he, maybe he didn't have an online presence, he still could have maybe been stopping off at, you know, I don't know if they have internet cafes in London or or outside of London or whatever, but some or a library even mm-hmm. somewhere where he was maybe getting on internet they didn't have any way of tracking mm-hmm. or he was meeting up with this person because to me why would you decide you're one day you're just not going to take the bus anymore yeah unless the other theory was that maybe he was being bullied a little bit on the that bus and he didn't want to ride the bus anymore and it just had nothing to do with the whole case at all exactly yeah, yeah it yeah. could be but that's my theory is that he met someone 
either, like I said, while walking or, like, at this camp. And they kind of were like, oh, meet, you know, let's meet up here every night after school or whatever. And then maybe the guy was like, hey, why don't we go do something in London at this time? Yeah. How about you, you know, get to, like, wait for your parents to leave, you know, whatever. Because he knew he was, like, very into his school and all Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, like, somehow convinced him to, like, let's meet up in London. We'll have a really great day kind of thing. And I'll bring you home. Yeah. And that's why he refused that other ticket. Because he knew that he was going to have a ride home. Right. Thinking he's probably going to enjoy the day with this guy, you know, whoever it was. And then... It didn't end like that. Right. You know, they, they took him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, know? he could still be alive. Yeah. In situations, there's a lot of underground things that happen in the world. Yeah. Where people who've been missing probably for a long time that have never been found are still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know, especially young, vulnerable kids. You know, yeah. he's at that age where it's still vulnerable to be able to be convinced to do things, be able to do that sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he could still be alive and just not really understand yeah what is happening if that makes sense yeah like definitely. he thinks he's safe he thinks everything's okay maybe miss his parents and you know wonder about that but also have no way of getting away as well yeah that's what i would i would think that if it was it just happened yeah but since he was 14 in 2007 i don't know what that would make him now to, those, to 13 years i don't know 27 wow yeah you know yeah or 28, whatever, something around that, that time. Like, I think it would be harder now. I could see it being something like that. Either a predator or it could have been, like, sold into sex trafficking kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. But I would think, like, once he got to, like, 18, 19, they probably would kill him off. Which could be. What yeah. Happened. Because I think he would be too old to be able to necessarily be brainwashed where he would kidnap people for them. Yeah. You know, so I think he would maybe serve his purpose for a little while and then they would kill him. I, I personally don't think he's alive today. Um, that's just my opinion, yeah. but obviously there's so many different opinions. Right. Um, I was telling you like some theories online are that he went to London to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So I don't personally believe that because why would you take out all this money to like go to London and then commit suicide? Yeah. Like, London's very popular, like a a popular place, you know, like he lives two hours outside of London. It makes sense. Like more people would probably leave London to go commit suicide. They're not going to go to London to commit suicide. Does that make sense? Like, and why would he bring his PSP? I just think that's odd, you know? And he like brought, you know, like I said, got money and he took his wallet and keys. Like, why would he need any of that if he was planning on never coming back again? You know, if he took his wallet and keys to me, that meant that he was coming back yeah and if he didn't bring a jacket he knew he was coming back that day yeah so to me it felt like a 14 year old kid that was just like maybe getting moody you know was like uh okay yeah maybe he had a perfect attendance to them but most people probably did have perfect attendance till you got to this age yeah you know and now's the time like you know beginning of high school or whatever where you're like ugh, you don't really care as much you're like done with it and he was probably turning into that moody teenager yeah and then somebody I just I feel like somebody put something in his head like go to London let's meet up yeah let's do this because I don't see any other reason he would go to London I mean unless he's just going to London to spend the day but why would he not re- get the return ticket he had to have something in his head he was going to get home somehow yeah you know and if he wasn't returning by train he had to have had some other plan that right. somebody was going to you know and I was thinking it would make sense that a predator would say, hey, get on the train and go to London. I'll bring you home type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, I work in London. Meet me, you know, or whatever. Yes. And because, like, a predator's not going to risk picking up 
the kid at the house. Because what right. if her family's there or whatever, or even yeah. in that area. Yeah. Like, he got the kid two hours away from his house. Yeah. Where he knew people weren't going to look for him. Right. For a while. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And then he had plenty of time to, you know, get the kid away. Right. And it's just sad that he didn't have friends to talk to you about it. Yeah. You I think know? that's the kind of the, that's part of the problem. Exactly. Nobody really had any insight into anything. Exactly. You know, it was just like a big empty hole and yeah. nobody, I mean, what can you do when you don't have any ideas or past the point of the CCTVs? Yeah. What can you do? You know, that's it. It's, unless something happens and suddenly they have like a eureka moment. Yeah. So. I know they've had like people like the family has specifically paid for outside people to comb like the rivers in mm-hmm. London and the, or the pond or whatever is in London and they've never found like a body or anything because they were thinking well maybe he slipped and fell and whatever to me again if he slipped and fell his body would have been found by now or yeah. his bag something would have yeah. been found by now yeah. but nothing of him has been found yeah so if nothing has been found he had to have been taken somewhere else yeah you know? And who knows where that is? It doesn't have to be in London. Exactly. It could be anywhere. Yeah. He didn't have his passport. I do know that, that his dad said that he found his passport still in the thing. So he, I mean, obviously, but he would not, if he wasn't thinking that he was going to be leaving the country, you know, or yeah. whatever. but I'm sure underground people can find ways of getting these people, yeah. you know, out of the country or whatever. Yeah. But, um, it's just a sad story to me. And there was one thing I forgot to mention on here. There was a time, I think it was. Like, six months after he went missing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the police stations, I guess, in London, or not in London, on um, the South Yorkshire or whatever, they, um, I guess, they're small, you know, not many, like, people. So, it, like, closes overnight. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, one guy that, like, works, like, a call center. Like, people will buzz in or whatever and, like, talk to him. And, I don't know, either take the report or whatever. And... There was one night where, um, I guess they record it as well. And someone was like ringing in, but the guy that was supposed to be watching was like away at the time or just wasn't around. And he, the guy buzzing in was like, um, please let me in. I have information about Andrew Gosden. And, um, the guy like was like, okay, let me send a, like a police guy, a police officer down to like take your report or something. And when he got down, the guy was gone. And then there was nothing else. But it could have been just something people know the name. So they yeah. just, you know, like, I don't know, say different things to either attention or whatever. Because yeah. there's been lots of cases where people pretend they did something when they really didn't. Or right. there's somebody else they're not. Yeah. That kind of thing. Or they, people even say, like, I killed so and Like that guy that said he killed John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. And it's just some crazy guy. Yeah. You know, just, just said it randomly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. But it, it's just sad because I know... When I listened to the podcast about this before, um, and it was like I was telling you the interview with the dad, it's just really sad because I, you know, they still have hope, but then they also know that yeah. he, it's been too long. That if he was alive, he would have already found a way to contact them, or, or mm-hmm. something would have come up. And so they they're pretty much reserved, you know, resolved that he has passed on. But they want closure. You yeah. Know? They, they want to know what happened. They want to know what happened. They want his body so they can bury it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a big closure thing to them. And I just think, I don't know, the fact that he was 14 and he was like the shy, moody kid, with like heavy metal band, into heavy metal, like it just kind of resonated with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, I hate that, like, he didn't have anybody to confide in. Yeah. And then he wasn't able, like, this happened to him because of that fact. And I'm sure he was like, 
you know, if if it was he was like groomed and everything for this, like it's sad because he would have been like singled out because yeah. of that fact. Yeah. Like whoever did this knew that he would be easy to get. Yeah, you know? because he, I mean, he unfortunately is that perfect kind of situation yeah. where, yeah, if that makes sense. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. It's just that you definitely know kids that know what not to do. Exactly. And because he was so shy, yeah. probably was very vulnerable to a situation, like you said. Yeah. So they just, they can definitely, they know what to look for. Yeah, they do. And the dad said that he was also a very gullible kid. Okay. You know, and that's sad. And he was also looked, like you saw the picture of him. Mm -hmm. He didn't look 14. He looks younger than 14. He He looks like 12 or so. Yeah. So that doesn't help either. And he was like, you know, short and, and small, you know, and stuff. And it's just like a sad, such a sad situation. And I don't know. And just, you know, it's like, I wish it would be, it is, you know, and it's like, I hope it's something that the parents do get some resolution. I hope they do too. You know, and I know things get solved like later on, like there's been tons of cases that have been years after Mm -hmm. and everything, but I know the longer it gets, the harder, you know, it is and the harder it is to solve because people don't remember or Mm -hmm. if they did see them at London, they're not going to know, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, you don't know anything's wrong, so you're not going to be looking out for it. Right. It's like, you're not going to remember some random kid you passed and... Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, he probably only was at the train station for a short period. Exactly. And he was picked up. Yep. So, probably a lot of people. Yeah. That was probably the last person that saw him was... I don't even know. Somebody passed Somebody randomly at the train station. Yeah. (laughs) So... But yeah, I mean, you feel... Just... Personally, having a son too, you know, it's, I can imagine how hard that is for the mom and dad. You know, you do want that closure and I do hope that they one day get it. At least some sort of answer as to why he did it. Exactly. Yeah. Why did you go there? Whether they find out who or what really happened, at least why did you go? I know. It's just sad because he had like no, I mean, there's no clue, you know? Yeah. He didn't tell his parents. He didn't tell a friend. He didn't not even mention that, oh, I'm talking, you know, like I have a new friend or have like, there's nothing. Yeah. You know, he didn't write a journal or, you know, and it's really, especially kids like 14 yeah. to not have any presence and any right. like. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that time, so, social media was just kind of getting into it. it yeah, thing. it was. But still, I mean, a kid that. You would think that he would have somebody to confide in, and he confided yeah. in nobody about it. And it was likely because, like you said, it was somebody that was, don't tell anybody that, you know, mm-hmm. we're meeting up, make sure this is secretive. Exactly. But you'll be okay, you know? Yeah. That sort exactly. Of thing. And he yeah. was like, okay, you know, he was fine with it. And he and felt and he, trusting enough exactly. of this person. And that, excuse me, <laughs> and that actually ticks me off yeah. because I can't stand the fact that there's people out there that would harm children. I know it makes me so mad. Um, anybody at yeah. that factor, but something so innocent as a child, it's the same thing with pets. I just don't understand it. Yeah. You know, adults, I mean, it's hard as an adult to, for anybody to die, but children are just so innocent yeah. and they have very little knowledge of the world and they're taught these things and somebody as innocent as Andrew. Yeah. That's sad. It is really sad. That somebody felt the need mm-hmm. to target him. I know. It's, it just hit home and as a kid, you know, so. Yeah. To, no, that's, that's an know. interesting story. I yeah. should look that up on YouTube. You should. There's a lot of interesting, like, more facts about it and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. But it's just 
to think about the theories and what could have happened is it's just so perplexing. Mm-hmm. That's what like really gets me, you know. It's yeah. just like what happened to this kid, know. you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, sometimes they like John Benet Ramsey. Some are yeah. just never going to be solved, and they had a lot of evidence for John Benet. A lot of evidence, but still, I mean, that let's not even get into that. Yeah. But yeah, but with Andrew, they don't have any. No, I know that's that's what it is. That's he crazy. disappeared off the face of the earth. He did. He literally yeah. did. And it's crazy to think that in this day and age, people could just, I don't know, I know. disappear. And it still happens. It still happens. It still happens, yes. So it does. If and his parents happen to listen in, I really, <laughs> I will pray that hopefully somebody will give you some answers one day. Exactly. That's what, it's like, you know, I, I really think this is something that, you know, especially missing kids and everything, but there's like a site I really like, which I want to, um, I'll link to in the show notes, but it's called the Charlie project Mm -hmm. and it lists like every active, um, missing persons case. Mm -hmm. Uh, I look at it all the time because I want to see like updates and like it's, we'll tell if it's like been resolved and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's like run by this one girl. She does all this work. Like, you know, I think she gets donations and stuff to help her run it or whatever, but it's pretty much fun like by her. Mm -hmm. And she constantly is open to updating these like cases and everything. There's so many. Like it like every day when I look at it, there would be like another twenty more like on there. That's terrible. It's terrible. It's so sad. And it's just like think of all these people that just go missing every yeah. day. And I mean we need to know. focus on that. Like we need to yeah. focus on that in America is yeah. why are these kids going missing? Yeah. There's a reason that kids are going missing yeah. and they're never heard from again. Like nothing. Yeah. It's very sad. And there's yeah. like so many out there that you know, don't get the exposure. The yeah. media, like for instance, him. Yeah, I'd never heard of him until I'd heard about. You know, my sister turned me on to him, and you've never heard of him before. Right. I told you today. You know, and I understand it's in like you know United, Can- United but still, Kingdom. Yeah, but still, like again, like it's something that we. I feel like we should have heard the about. most important thing. I think exactly. there should be something specific every week that comes on that lists all the missing children in this in the world yeah every country should like that should be mandatory yeah and that look for this person you know we're sitting here freaking out because of the coronavirus but all these people (laughs) children are missing and that's what we need to be focused on i know you know i was thinking about when i was younger i don't know i don't think they even still do it anymore but i remember we would always get those little flyers in the mail yeah. that would show like missing kids or yeah. whatever. Or the milk cartons. Or the milk cartons. Yeah. And it's like they don't do any of that anymore, I don't they think. Don't. So it's that's really sad, the exposure. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like and I always thought like if I could, you know, like if I ever came into money I could donate to somebody, mm-hmm. I would donate to like the Charlie Project or like Name Us or something like that. Yeah. it's like, these are foundations that are focused on missing people. Yeah. And I think it's very important, like the missing and I also think you know, definitely solving murder cases are big too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like missing people, I think, you know, those people want closure, yeah. you know, and it's like to find out what happens to these people Yeah, and these kids, especially kids. You yeah. Know? I feel like that's like, I mean, I, I feel for those parents. I'm not a parent, but just thinking like if anything were like to happen to my niece or, you know, like Dylan or any, you know, yeah. like any, any kids I know or whatever. Yeah. At all. I mean, I would be so heartbroken. Yeah. You know? It, it does. It rips. It so. kind of, it sometimes will rip, rip families apart because there's so much sorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you live like that? Yeah. Sort of thing. I couldn't. I couldn't. I know. Like that's that. why. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, 
that's just me. I'm, I probably could, but emotionally, you'd have to sedate me the rest yeah. of my life because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. So no, I, I will cry. Can. Let's not get, let's not do it. <laughs> well, me is so hard. I'm I sorry. Know. Like kids to me, kids and animals. It I is. mean, humans in general, but definitely kids. So that's, yeah. that's, yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for listening to my story. Yeah, no. If you have more, <laughs> we'll this, talk more about yeah, other ones that you're interested in. There's tons. Through. Yeah. So, like, our listeners need to let us know if you like this, this true crime yes. area, because I definitely have tons more I'd love this to talk yes. about. Yes. Because, like I said, I'm true crime aficionado, and I have so many crimes, especially, like, children's what I, like, you know, I feel like that hits home, the, like, not hits home, but... Like, that's what affects me the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's tons of missing persons, mur- persons cases I would love to talk about. Yeah. And even, like, you know, murder cases and stuff like that. But just anything to get the the exposure out there. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I know we're a very, very small podcast and right. very few people listen. But even just maybe that one person hears. Yeah. Sometimes just, turn, the, yeah, sometimes yeah. just the name of our podcast will pop up, pop up different if somebody searches it. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so. even if that one exposure. Exactly. You it know? brings somebody else into the, to know about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And just get the, get the, help the parents out as much as I can. You yeah. know, I can do very little from, but I'm sure they appreciate know, it here, very so. much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening today and just make sure you rate us and review us and subscribe, subscribe to us and send us any comments. Um, you know, and it could be about if any cases that you would like us to cover anything that, um, if you'd like this, if you want us to continue talking about this true crime or researching something that you're interested in. Exactly. We're happy to do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And bring any kind of exposure we can to it. Yep. Please let us know. Exactly. And you know, if you could just, you know, like any comments about our podcast or anything that you want us to talk about in the future, mm-hmm. you know, we're open to any topic. So yep. just send them in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and thank you for all the support we've been getting on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. We hope you enjoy our podcast. We love doing it. Yes, we do love doing it. That's for sure. It's fun. Yes. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time.